It's Friday, January 13th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today. My name is Marcus Ortega, one of the pastors here at Goodwill Church, and we are going through the book of Isaiah together this year. It's going to be a really fun series with a prophet. But before we dive in, we're looking at some of the historical background. And um, Isaiah is actually going to show up in our passage today in Second Chronicles. Isaiah 1.1 lists four kings. We're going to read it here in just a moment. And he, he does his work as a prophet during the reign of these four men, these kings of Judah. And um, he's an important figure in the life of Jewish history. We're going to see that uh, show up here in our passage. We were looking at the life of Hezekiah. He's actually a central figure in the rescue of Israel in a really important moment in Israel's history. Let's see that together. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 1. The vision concerning, concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah son of Amos saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. We're in 2 Chronicles chapter 32 today. We're going to read most of it. We're going to finish chapter 32 on Monday, finish up Hezekiah's life on Monday, and then Tuesday of next week, we're there. We're diving right in to Isaiah, and we're going to go one chapter at a time through the book of Isaiah, and I pray it's encouraging to you. Well, 2 Chronicles chapter 32, we're getting towards the end of the story of Hezekiah now. Two stories left. We'll look at one of them today, the last one on Monday. Chapter 32, verse 1. After all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking to conquer them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come, that he intended to wage war against Jerusalem, he consulted with his officials and military staff about blocking off the water from the springs outside the city, and they helped him. They gathered a large group of people who blocked all the springs in the stream that flowed through the land. Why should the kings of Assyria come and find plenty of water, they said. Then he worked hard repairing all the broken sections of the wall and building towers on it. He built another wall outside that one and reinforced the terraces of the city of David. He also made, made large numbers of weapons and shields. He appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before him in the square at the city gate and encouraged them with these words, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him, for there is a greater power with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. Later, when Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and all his forces were laying siege to Lachish, he sent his officers to Jerusalem with the message for Hezekiah, king of Judah, and for all the people of Judah who were there. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says, On what are you basing your confidence that you remain in Jerusalem under siege? When Hezekiah says, The Lord our God will save us from the hand of the king of Assyria, he's misleading you to let you die of hunger and thirst. Did not Hezekiah himself remove this God's high places and altars, saying to Jerusalem and, Jer and Judah, you must worship before one altar and burn sacrifices on it? Do you not know what I and my predecessors have done to all the peoples of the other lands? Were the gods of those nations ever able to deliver their land from my hand? 
Who of all the gods of these nations that my predecessors destroyed has been able to save his people from me? How can your God deliver you from my hand? Now do not let Hezekiah deceive you and mislead you like this. Don't believe him. For no God of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or the hand of my predecessors. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? Sennacherib's officers spoke further against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. The king also wrote letters ridiculing the Lord, the God of Israel, saying this against him, Just as the gods of the peoples of the other lands did not rescue their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not rescue his people from my hand. Then they called out in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem, who were on the wall to terrify them and make them afraid in order to capture the city. They spoke about the God of Jerusalem as they did about the gods of the other peoples of the world, the work of human hands. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. And the Lord sent an angel who annihilated all the fighting men and the commanders and officers in the camp of the Assyrian king. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace. And when he went into the temple of his God, some of his sons, his own flesh and blood, cut him down with the sword. So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others. He took care of them on every side. Many brought offerings to Jerusalem for the Lord and valuable gifts for Hezekiah, king of Judah. From then on, he was highly regarded by all the nations. Hezekiah had faithfully reestablished worship, and then crisis came to his borders. Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, he wages war. He wants Jerusalem. He's going to destroy everything and take it for himself. And it's kind of frightening. Now, Hezekiah, he works with his military leaders. He, he gets strategic about it. He cuts off water so that it becomes a less attractive place for the uh, king of Assyria to want to take over. But in the end, he can do nothing but pray. Sennacherib is mocking Hezekiah, mocking the God of Israel, our God, saying, gods don't stop me. Look at the amount of people I've conquered. You can't stop me. I'm Sennacherib, king of Assyria. And this is when Hezekiah enlists the help of Isaiah, our Isaiah, the same Isaiah we're going to read his prophecies for, for the next couple months. The two of them get together and they cry out to the Lord for salvation. And here's the miracle. An angel of the Lord comes into Sennacherib's camp and kills all the soldiers. It's so horrifying that Sennacherib actually has to flee. Now, this is a great um, humiliation for Sennacherib. He gets back to Assyria and he goes into the temple of his God to pray. And his own family is waiting there and they kill him. There goes the end of Sennacherib. And all of these taunts of Sennacherib against the God of Israel are met with God's strength, God's salvation. By pure military force, the Assyrian army was much greater than Israel. Had God not been on their side, Assyria surely would have destroyed Israel. But God was on the side of the people. All because of Hezekiah's faithfulness. God performed the salvation. You might feel like this week you've had nothing but armies rising up against you. It might have been a tough week this week. I don't know. Things could have been hard. Maybe things are good. Maybe you're having a birthday. It's my wife's birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday to my wife on January 13th. It could be a great day, but there will come a time. There will come a time where you will feel like the armies are against you, that there's no way out. 
that the walls are closing in on you and learn from Hezekiah and Isaiah. Cry out to the Lord. He is the arm of our salvation. It's not about how strong you are. It's not about how hard you work. It's not about how lucky you can be. It is about faith in God for salvation. There will be hard times. There will be suffering in this life. God is our salvation. And even if we taste death, he rescues us and brings us into eternal life. So don't try and go it alone when things get hard. Cry out to the Lord for deliverance. He delivers his people. Cry out to him. Trust him. Put your faith in him to rescue you. Brothers and sisters, he is the greatest ally we could ever have. He comes alongside our salvation, our redeemer, our rescue, the lover of our souls. Just as he saved Hezekiah, Isaiah, and the nation of Judah, he will save us. He has saved us already in Christ. Let's pray together. Father, there are times when it feels like armies are coming against us. One angel versus the armies of this world, and you were victorious, for you are God. Would you help us to cry out to you in difficult days and difficult times? Would we look to you for salvation and not elsewhere? You are stronger than any human leader, stronger than any human strength. We can't gut our way through this life. Instead, we must rely on you. Holy Spirit, turn our affections towards you. Turn our hearts towards you again and again. As things get hard, as we suffer, as we face difficulty, would we rely on you to be our salvation and our strength? Would we rely on you to be our rescuer? Because you love us and you respond to us with your faithfulness because you are good. We love you, we praise you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for being with me this week. I'll see you again next week right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.